Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. What are the real challenges of retiring here in Singapore for different generations, for different genders? Can you work your CPF funds harder to meet your retirement plans? Or is there perhaps a sense of complacency? All I need is my CPF. I don't need to look beyond that or do anything. Start planning today in order to meet my retirement goals. So if you wanted to look beyond your CPF as that main pool to fund your retirement dreams, what are your options? We're going to find out. We're looking at the first comprehensive study on CPF usage and sentiments since the CPF Advisory Panel's own study back in 2016. We're looking at what's called the Andawas Singapore Retirement Report. It was commissioned by Andawas, their Singapore's first and only digital advisor for CPF investing. We've done many shows with them. Uh, the study found that one third of all Singaporeans have yet to start financial planning for their retirement. So in case you're thinking, I haven't, stu- I haven't done anything. You're not alone. May not be the best place to be, but you're not alone. And we're going to help you out in the show. We're going to speak with Gregory Van, CEO of Endowers, who joins us now. Good morning, Gregory. How worried are Singaporeans really about their retirement funds? Hi, Michelle. It's good to be here today. I think, you know, this is a really serious issue. Um, the report clearly showed that one in three people are worried about retirement adequacy. Now, I think particularly with, you know, the sandwich generation, which is the current 35 to 44 year old, this is particularly concerning because life expectancy is increasing. They're going to have to take care of their parents for longer, which should be a wonderful thing and should not be a burden. Um, They will have to put their kids through school and beat rising cost of living. So to maintain a quality of life and, you know, we're all here, you know, we're all working, we're all trying to live our best lives to maintain that quality of life will be very challenging for a large set of the population. Especially with the pandemic, people having lost their jobs, businesses closing down, and at the same time, people looking at a long runway ahead. Uh, your study says the average life expectancy of Singapore could reach 83, has reached 83.9 years now. So, you know, for the 35s to 40-year-old, they may think they have a long runway ahead of them to start planning as well. And that could be a source of complacency. Maybe let's dig a little deeper into your study, which shows that despite the sense of urgency of doing something and worries about retirement, how do you reconcile the fact that Although one in three say they're worried about retirement, 45% say they have yet to start planning. So why have so few taken action? You know, it, it feels like it's very far away, right? I think mm. we all, we're all we all guilty of, oh, where should I get my next coffee? Or, oh, uh, where should I go for dinner on Saturday night mm. now that restaurants are open? And that's a far more exciting thing to be doing. Or more recently, I mean, you know, yes, there is a lot of buzz around investing in, you know, hot stuff, mm. hot stocks, hot crypto and all that. And that, that sort of immediate rush, that satisfaction can be, can be gotten somewhere. And when it comes to like, oh, you know, what do I need to do for my money 50 years from now? People are like, well, I have 50 years to figure that out. So I guess I'll just figure it out later. 
And if you are an investor and not a speculator, which means that you want to grow your money towards a certain purpose in an intelligent way, then time needs to be on your side. You need time to compound your wealth in a responsible way with a high probability. Mm. And the longer we wait, the more, I mean, every second that time is just slipping by. So, um, it, it is a problem, but I think it's also very telling for, you know, the times that we live in, which are sort of, you know, a kind of mad rush with immediate gratification. This is not one of those things. Well said. Yes, it's tough, isn't it? Because when it comes to any sort of financial planning, it is about putting aside those immediate compulsions, the desire to be happy now, foregoing that in order to, to plan for a better 30, 40 years down the road. And that abstraction of that being so far away um, can make people feel helpless almost. What can I do towards that end? Because it feels so far away. But you make some really good points about um, the difference between investing and speculating. And we have a lot of people um, constantly asking about routes towards making a quick buck quickly and yeah. you, know, you, you can't blame people. I mean, they want to make their money work hard for them. And if they feel like they, they don't have much to begin with, it's, it's almost logical to think that way, but it can be dangerous. So, so we're giving people a couple of options today of what you can do to start your retirement planning in just a while. But first, I want to highlight some of what your study raised in terms of the differences between different cohorts when it comes to retirement adequacy. Are women more at risk of not having enough funds in their retirement account? I mean, according to our study, it does say indeed that women are more at risk. Um, this is particularly concerning to us because women are tend to be, you know, the ones that end up taking more care. And this is a, a bit of a generalization, but they tend to take more care for uh, you know, both their parents and their children than perhaps, you know, historically uh, the male the male in the family, which is trying to sort of grow in that way. Um, but, you know, I think women also have a longer life expectancy, and I think that trend will continue. So there's a concern here. The sandwich generation for women is is a very serious phenomenon, and they're expected to live longer, um, which should be a wonderful thing. It should be a wonderful thing. Um, but what we've seen is women are very quickly getting up the curve when it comes to investing. Mm. Uh, just a year ago, uh, you know, in Dallas was about th- under under 30% of female investors. And now we're at almost 40%. Fantastic. That's, so that's a dramatic increase. Um, we see a lot of interest from, you know, different cohorts of women, from people who are retired to people who are fresh graduates. And, you know, a lot of studies have actually shown that women are better investors than men because they are more patient and more methodical in their investment style. Again, these are gross generalizations, but uh, as as an entire cohort, that is what they have found. The men tend to be drawn to more speculation in the short term, Quick, but quick gains, option trading, so on and so forth. Women are better at planning for their futures. So I hope, and I see the trend happening, mm. that um, that you know women do position themselves well for the future. 
Now, I'm just curious, and I don't know if you can give us a breakdown, but do you know if women coming to Endowas are investing with their cash or with their CPF? Um, uh, both. Uh, cash, CPF, and SRS. Um, they're investing with all sources of funds. Now, interestingly, women actually tend to have a lower uh, risk tolerance than men as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I think that's more of a, of a sign. It's more of a sign of sort of, you know, dipping their toe. But if we follow financial science, your loss tolerance should really be tied to the time that you will be in the market. So we talked about how time is so important. Yep. If you're younger today, you should be able to take more volatility, take more risk. And actually, we can't control where markets will go in the short term. But what we know is that markets behave a certain way in the long term, and that is deeply rooted in financial science. Like there's a reason why stocks have a higher expected return than bonds, which have a higher expected return than cash, and it's because you are stepping up and buying a more risky security. Now, if you do it in a diversified, a globally diversified and low-cost way, mm-hmm. you will win because of the power of compounding and because of this capital market structure. So you, if you are buying global stocks, you should expect for there to be shocks to the value of stocks. I mean, stocks go down by 40 to 50% once every 20, 30 years. They go by, by 10% almost every year. And people don't seem to, you know, people say, oh, stocks should give me 8% per year. But actually, if you look at history, very few years are anywhere close to that 8 to 10%. It's just very, very volatile. But in the long run, you can, you can really benefit from the powers of compounding. Absolutely. Make that long runway work for you. So we know that Endowas is a digital advisor for CPF investing. Um, you'll, you'll also advise people on using their cash to invest. But that CPF pool is so precious for Singaporeans, right? Your study shows that one in two say they plan to use or are currently using their CPF to fund their retirement. What do people think about using their CPF to invest? It's, you know, when we, when we started in Dallas, we wanted to help people invest their CPF better. Not speculate with their CPF, but invest it towards their future appropriately and suitably. We had to unlock low-cost ways of getting exposure to global markets. And we did that along with you know, our partner, um, Lion Global and Vanguard, to unlock passive investing with your CPF. Um, so passive index-based investing with your CPF. And Dallas remains the only place to buy the S&P 500 or the MSCI World Index Tracker um, with your CPF money today. And it's, you know, I think there is an aversion because CPF returns you 2.5% for the mm. CPF OA currently mm-hmm. guaranteed by the government. And, and actually, most people historically who have used their CPF for investment have done worse or would have been better off leaving it in that 2.5%. Now, it's interesting. That 2.5% number, that's no different from the, what you know, global studies have shown to be the average investor's return. And that's because the average investor is usually you know, sort of drawn by emotion. They end up over the long run buying, buying high, selling low when things are depressed. 
and they end up with an average return around inflation. Mm. Now, if we can invest properly, achieving an annualized long-term return of 7 to 10% is totally reasonable. That is the long-term return of global stock markets. And CPF is your longest-term money. Your CPF OA is your longest-term money in your entire life. Even after the withdrawal age, it is your longest-term money. And therefore, you can take what we call that compensated risk by being exposed to market and, and having them work for you. Gregory Van is CEO of Endowis. Gregory, how has Endowis's portfolio done during COVID-19? You mentioned hard to beat that 2.5% OA interest rate and historically CPF investors, the majority of them haven't done that. So how have your portfolios been doing during COVID-19? Um, so we have portfolios at every level of risk for clients with different tolerances, right? So from anywhere from 100% global bonds to 100% global stocks. Um, you know, in the last 12 months, our global stock portfolio has done over 35, over around 34% in return with your CPF OA. Year to date, you know, over 13% return with your CPF OA. Uh, through the pandemic, I mean, you know, if you were taking a very scientific approach to markets, you cannot change your allocation based on what is happening in the markets. You must stay true to the risk level and the volatility level you, um, that, that is suitable for your goals. So if I have you know, 15, 20, 30, 50 years to retirement, I can be taking that 100% global stock risk. And that is exactly what a lot of our clients have done through our advice, and they have done well through the pandemic. Of course, you know, when the pandemic shocked the system mm-hmm. and global stocks went down by over 30% in, in, you know, in three weeks, people in our 100% global stock portfolio rode that trip. They went down and they went back up. And, you know, maybe they were kicking themselves saying, oh, I could have been earning my 2.5% and now I'm down 30%. You still need to have trust in your financial science and what you are doing to make your money work harder. You are paying for that higher expected return by taking on that risk, but it's different from speculating. There is a stark difference and people always confuse the two. And that is what has led to poor outcomes over and over again. We hope to really change that for the individual investor. Can you give us a sense of, you know, what people are actually investing in should they choose to park their cash or CPF or SRS with endowers? So I could have a, if I'm 35 years old, I am averse to risk. I can have a 100% bond portfolio. You absolutely can. And at Endowers, we focus on three things. We We focus on providing systematic advice that is suitable for your individual needs and risk tolerance. So that is deciding, you know, the right level of risk that you should be taking, the composition of that portfolio. And we, you can do this all online at endowless.com. Number two is access to products. There are many financial products and funds or unit trusts mm. that are not available to the retail investor directly. Mm-hmm. We have worked with these fund managers to make them available to the retail investor at the lowest cost in, I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, certainly the lowest cost in Singapore, the lowest cost in Asia, and probably the world for some of these strategies. 
um, you know, certain names like PIMCO, Dimensional, are partners of ours, um, and they've launched institutional share class funds for us in Singapore for our clients to allocate to, which is very, very exciting. Um, and third is, is cost. So we, as a fee-only wealth platform, we can only be paid by our clients. We cannot make money from trailer fee kickbacks mm. from the fund managers. This makes us only incentivized to see you succeed. Unfortunately, a lot of the financial world runs on kickbacks today. And that creates all sorts of perverse incentives where I might be earning more money if I sell you fund A versus fund B. So I, of course, would want to sell you fund A. Um, so even like low-cost fund platforms and things like that, this is how they are making um, a lot of money. And, and most of the time, the, the end customer is unaware. So advice, access, and cost is what you get at Endowis, and technology for us is an enabler to serve a lot more people at scale with this institutional sort of investment framework. So if I choose to head to Endowis, I can use CPF, SRS, or can I also choose to use cash only? Yes, you can. You can choose to use all three or mm. any of the any of them individually. All That's right, right, good to know. Uh, and for millennials listening in, thinking, I want to start planning for my retirement. Gregory, what do you say to them about where they can start thinking of moving from? I think it's really important for people to make that conscious decision and not just be swayed by you know the first ad they see or the first insurance agent that knocks on their door. Mm -hmm. I think we're in an age of information and you can do a few hours of research and see what really aligns to your life philosophy. Our life philosophy is money is, is meant to enable. Money is, is meant to enable your life. You don't want to be chasing your own tail constantly. Mm -hmm. So we hope that if we can help people invest better, they can live easier today and uh, better and be better prepared for tomorrow. Speaking of speculative assets, a lot of interest around crypto. If I invest with Endowers, will it give me access to any crypto funds? Crypto uh, coins, altcoins? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Currently, no. I think we're, we're on the very responsible side of the investment <laughs> spectrum. Uh, but that's a good question. All right. Um, good to yeah. know. Good to know, Gregory. Thank you for joining us this morning. Gregory Van is CEO of Endowis. Uh, we've been looking at Endowis's commission study. It's called the Endowis Singapore Retirement Report. And Endowis are Singapore's first and only digital advisor for CPF investing. Before acting on the Thanks. information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.